Glory to God. Amen. Well, is everybody doing all right tonight? Let's open our Bibles for a few moments tonight. Anyway, look over at Luke chapter 9. And uh, I want to begin in verse 1. So, Father, thank you so much for your presence here and for your encouragement to your people. Praise the Lord. The scripture comes to me in Psalms 4. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For you only make me to dwell in safety. I will lay down, but I won't lay down in anxiety. And I won't lay down in in fear, but I'll lay down in peace. Hallelujah. And my sleep shall be sweet. Hallelujah. I will lay me down in peace and sleep. Now notice the rest of it. For thou only makes me to dwell in safety. When you are in covenant with God... It does not matter what neighborhood you live in. You can live in a neighborhood that is called a gated community. Or you can live in a neighborhood where there's crime on the right and crime on the left. But because you have a covenant with God. There is a wall of division. There is a wall of favor. There is a wall of protection around you and your household. And he makes his people to dwell and to live in safety. Hallelujah. Say with me, I am the safest of the safe because I'm living in the 91st Psalm. Hallelujah. I'm, I don't mind having, you know, security systems. I don't mind any of that stuff. I think that's all good. But our faith has got to be in God. Our faith cannot be in the natural realm. We need to be led by the spirit of what we do in the natural realm. But I'm telling you folks, at the beginning of the day, at the middle of the day, and at the end of the day, you are kept through faith by the power of God unto deliverance and unto salvation. Amen? Amen. Say with me, I have authority because I've been authorized by the head of the church. Now, Luke chapter 9, let's look what Jesus said in verse 1 and 2. Then he called his 12 disciples together. Well, we've got more than 12 disciples here tonight. We're all disciples, right? We're all disciplined followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils. And not only that, but to cure diseases. And verse 2 said, And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to do what? And to heal the sick. Healing is a part of being in the kingdom of God. 
Amen. Amen. Now go over to Matthew chapter 10. And notice with me in verse 1, Matthew the 10th chapter. We have a kingdom of strength, a kingdom of health, a kingdom of protection, a kingdom of authority. In Matthew 10 and verse 1, And when he had called unto them his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits. So we see that he gave them power and authority over all devils, including unclean spirits, to do what? Notice it doesn't say to reason, reason them out. Amen. But to cast them out. And not only that, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. So in the kingdom of God, in his kingdom, in his domain, what that means is, is the king's will, God's will is being manifest. Wherever the kingdom of God is in operation and in manifestation, you can mark this down, people will always be liberated. People will always be set free. Those that are in sin will see the light. Those that are bound by evil spirits, if they will give their lives to Christ, the power of God and the authority of the kingdom can set them free. Now we want to see how then this relates to you and me. In verse 1 of uh, verse 7 of Luke chapter 10. Look with me at Luke chapter 10 and verse 7. We'll introduce, now we're going to talk at length on Wednesday nights on the subject of dominion and authority. Dominion and authority. And there are several ways and several places you can go when you talk about this subject. So I'm going to go on record right now and I'm going to ask you to pray. I'm going to ask you to believe with me. For in, these, in this season, exactly what we need to hear will come forth. It is absolutely important that the body of Christ arise in this day, in this hour, and they arise in the authority that Christ has given them. Now notice with me in Luke chapter 10 and verse 7. Huh? I mean, I mean, like, I mean, Luke chapter ten. That's Luke seven. Okay, well, let me look it up. I'll stand by, everybody. We'll get the right verse. Yeah, I'll just stand by, everybody. Praise the Lord. We'll get it. I meant Luke chapter 10 and verse 17. Yeah, Luke chapter 10, verse 17. Excuse me. Praise the Lord. Luke 10, 17. And the 70 returned again with what? They were happy. When the kingdom of God is in manifestation, people get happy. The kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but it's about righteousness and peace and what? Joy. 
Somebody help a preacher out. And what? And joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils... Now notice this. They are subject unto us through thy name. They had an understanding that they had authority over all devils in the name. Now notice. And Jesus said unto them, Guys, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now I want you to notice in verse 20. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the subject that the the spirits are subject unto you. Say it with me, evil spirits are subject unto me. That is just basic Christianity. We are not to be dominated. We are the ones that are to dominate. He has no dominion over us. We have dominion over him. So Jesus says, notwithstanding this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you. Depression is subject unto you. Lack is subject unto you. That the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice. Why? Because your names are written in heaven. Woo, glory to God. Jesus said, I beheld that rat. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. In other words, what the master is saying, he ain't what he used to be. He is stripped of his authority. He is under your feet. He is eternally defeated. He is not just a loser. I believe Jesus is saying he is the loser. Amen. Do remember that he is a loser. Now notice in, in, in Luke chapter 10 verse 19, I'd like you to read that with me if you would please. Luke the 10th chapter and the 19th verse. Ready, read. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Woo, glory. Nothing shall by any means, in any way, at any time, no, never, will hurt you if you will do what you're supposed to do with serpents and scorpions. And that is not entertain them. Amen. That is not listen to them all day. That is walking on top of them. Behold. Literally, what this verse is saying is this. Behold, I've given you authority. Say it with me. Jesus has given me authority. Amen. Authority. What is authority? Authority is delegated power. 
In speaking about serpents and scorpions, Jesus is talking about the power of the devil. He's talking about demons and evil spirits and all of his cohorts. And what we want to realize is that we have authority over them. And the value of your authority rests on the power that is behind this authority. Let me say it again. The value of your authority rests on the power that is behind that authority. God Himself is the power behind our authority. And you know who recognizes it? The devil and all of his forces. They recognize it and they're obligated to run and to flee when we walk in our dominion. Dan Hagen says this. The believer. Say it with me, I'm a believer. He said this. The believer who thoroughly understands that the power of God is backing him can exercise his authority and face the enemy fearlessly. Facing the enemy fearlessly. How many have ever seen a policeman direct traffic on a busy intersection in the Bay Area? It might be during rush hour, for example. All that that policeman needs to do is just raise their hands and the cars stop. They don't have the physical power to stop the vehicles if the drivers choose not to stop. They don't have the strength to stop traffic. But they are strong in the authority that is invested in them by the government that they serve or by the city that they serve. You see, people recognize that authority and they stop their cars. Well, blessed be God, there's authority invested in us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul told believers not to be strong in themselves, not to be strong in their flesh, not to be strong in their education. But look what Ephesians 6, chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 10 says in the Amplified Version. Ephesians, the 6th chapter and the 10th verse. Say with me, I've been given authority. First of all, in the King James Version, it says, My brethren, be strong in the Lord and in what? And in the power of His might. I like what the Amplified Version says. Let's read it together. It says, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord, be empowered through your union with Him, draw your strength from Him, that strength which is boundless might. Woo! What kind of might? His boundless might provides you the strength. To where when the enemy comes down the street in your life, you just take the word, you take the name of Jesus, and you demand him to come to a screeching halt. Amen. Amen. Say with me, I am strong. strong. Not trying to be strong. 
I am strong. I am strong. I'm strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. Say that when you feel weak. Say that when symptoms of the flu try to come upon you. Say that when you don't feel clear in your mind and in your soul. Say, thank God I am strong. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His mind. We have done this for over 40 years. And guess what? God's Word works. Use your authority. Anybody ever heard of a guy by the name of Smith Wigglesworth? Well, Smith Wigglesworth, of course, was from England. John was just over in England, just got back tonight. He was over at a conference with Holy Trinity Brompton. And, uh, well, one time, Smith, he was standing on a street corner waiting for a bus. How many of you remember streetcars? Anybody remember streetcars? They had those tracks, right? I, I, I grew up in Minneapolis. And Minneapolis, you know, as I got older, they had buses. But when I was a young boy, they had streetcars. And uh, I lived up on a hill, and when it would snow, we loved just to pellet those streetcars with snowballs. And the icier the snowballs, the better. Well, anyway, that has nothing to do with the message. You can just thank God you're not from Minnesota. But he's standing on a street corner. He's waiting for a bus. And a woman came out of her apartment, and her little dog kind of ran after her, and she said, Now, honey... You can't come. You're going to have to go back to the house. And the dog didn't pay any attention to her. You know how dogs are. He just kept wagging his tail and rubbed against her leg affectionately. And she said, no, 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 now, dear, you can't go. And the little dog just kept wagging his tail and rubbed up against her again. About that time, the bus pulls up. The woman stomped her foot and yelled and said, get. The dog took, tucked his tail between his leg and took off. Smith Wigglesworth, not even really thinking about it, hollered out loud without even thinking. He said, that's the way you got to do the devil. (laughs) You know, the devil will take all this petting that you give him. So many Christians have been bedding up and budding down with the devil for too many years. Talking about all their woes. Talking about all their cares. Talking about all their concerns. That is just feeding the enemy. We got to put our foot down. And put him on the run. Look at Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. You and I have been seated with Christ. Matthew chapter 28. I think I got this verse right. Notice with me in verse 18. I'm sure glad I came to church tonight. Aren't you glad to be in church tonight? Woo, glory to God. God is so good to us. Amen. He honors us with His presence. Amen. Matthew chapter 28. Here's what Jesus said now in verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, literally all authority, is given unto me, where? In heaven and in earth. And then notice with me in verse 9. He says, Now... Go ye, therefore. In other words, I'm transferring that power and I'm transferring that authority to you. Go ye, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
Now, if you look at the book of Ephesians, and you'll see it, I mean, all the way through the book of Ephesians, Paul uses the human body as an illustration of the body of Christ. Paul talks about how that Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father, the place of authority, and that you and I are seated with Him. And that's where we're going to close tonight. We're going to close in Ephesians 1, 18-23, and then Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Amen? So look at God's mightiest work tonight. Ephesians 1, verse 18-23. And I pray these prayers for you all the time. I pray these prayers for myself all the time. You know, if it worked for the church at Ephesus, it'll work for the church in the Bay Area. Verse 18. I pray the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened or flooded with light, that you may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is, now notice this, the exceeding greatness of his power, which is toward you because you believe. Amen? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And what did he do when he raised him from the dead? He set him at his own right hand. Where? In the heavenly places. Now notice this next verse. This is shouting ground right here. Because these principalities and powers are devils, demons, and evil spirits. Jesus was seated, verse 21, far above. How far above? Far above. above. All principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, oh, come on, somebody, but also (laughs) that which is to come. I think I just got to take a little side journey tonight. I just want to emphasize to you tonight the enemy's defeat. Colossians 2.15 says, Having spoiled principalities and powers, Jesus made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Coney Bear's translation says, Jesus disarmed the principalities and powers which fought against him. Philip says this this way, He, Jesus, exposed them. But it doesn't stop there. Shattered them. Emptied them. And defeated them. In his final, glorious, triumphant act. Amen. Another translation says, He, Jesus, made of them an open example, celebrating a triumph over them thereby. He put them to an open shame, leading them in the triumph of Christ, leading them captive. Now, I've been told this. When a king in those days fought against another king and defeated him in battle, it was said that that defeated king was spoiled. And what would happen is the victorious king would parade the captured king and other important prisoners through the town as a trophy of triumph. The victors would make a show of the enemy's defeat, openly displaying their complete downfall publicly before everyone. 
And that's what the Bible says that Jesus did to Satan. He spoiled Satan. Displaying his triumph and Satan's defeat before three worlds, heaven, earth, and hell. I just dropped by to tell you tonight that he disarmed and stripped Satan of his authority. And when he rose from the dead, he took the keys of hell and death and he gave you and I the keys of the kingdom. Hallelujah. It says this. He reduced that rat. He brought him to naught, which means he reduced him to nothing. Jesus reduced principalities and powers to zero. Completely stripping them of their authority. No wonder 1 John 3.8 says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that He might destroy, put to naught, and reduce to nothing the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Principalities and powers have been brought to naught. In Hebrews it says this, that Jesus entered in once into the holy place and he obtained eternal redemption for all of us once and for all. Say this with me. Jesus secured a complete redemption and everlasting release for me. He secured my permanent deliverance And then back to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 and verse 23. And we'll end there and take up next week before the sake of time. Ephesians 1, 22. This is after verse 21. He was raised far above all principalities and powers. And verse 22, it says, And has put all things where? Where is the devil? If you got a message for the devil, where should you put it? And he's put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things for the benefit of the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Amen. Let's stand up, everybody. Amen. Let's just lift up our hands and let's take some dominion tonight. Let's take some authority. Declare it with me. Jesus gave me authority to use his name. Therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I take the keys of the kingdom. I take the name of Jesus and I bind the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world. And I cast down evil spirits in high places. Now say this real strong. And I render you harmless and ineffective against me, my family, my loved ones, my church, my nation, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been authorized and all week long, I'm going to flow in the authority of the believer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God.